This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, there's now a one-stop shop for all government communications regarding coronavirus. Veterans Affairs gets more equipment to help in the pandemic. And Navy sailors currently trapped on a ship due to coronavirus may soon be allowed to leave. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. There's now an online collection of everything the government has put out related to the coronavirus. The Defense Acquisition University compiles all of the government's COVID-19 related memos and guidances into one online repository. The move was directed by the Defense Undersecretary for Acquisition and Sustainment to help contractors stay up to date on all coronavirus information. The page can be found at dau.edu. DAU is operating at restricted status. Classes are either canceled or moved online to promote social distancing. Veterans Affairs has 4,000 more ICU, medical, and surgical beds now in preparation for COVID-19. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie says the department is working around the clock to treat an influx of veterans with the coronavirus. VA also added a second mission as the nation's backup medical system. The department is helping New York and New Jersey with their coronavirus responses. States can request VA assistance through FEMA's National Response Coordination Center. The Navy says it's making progress on its plans to remove sailors from the USS Teddy Roosevelt after a rapid spread of coronavirus on board. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Officials say about a thousand service members have moved from the aircraft carrier to temporary quarters in Guam. The Navy is working with local officials to find more alternative housing and plans to move another 1,700 crew members off the ship by Friday. Infections have spread rapidly in the ship's tight spaces since the Navy isolated the crew on board a week ago. There were eight cases at that time. 93 crew members have tested positive since then. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Postal Service confirms several postal worker deaths from the coronavirus. Here's Federal News Network's Joy Heckman. In total, about 230 employees have tested positive for the coronavirus. But the Postal Service doesn't have an exact number of deaths. Postmaster General Megan Brennan says the agency doesn't expect significant disruptions in delivery service, but she adds there may be temporary disruptions to service in areas where more postal employees are out on sick leave. In those cases, she says USPS will quickly recover to resume normal operations. I'm Jory Heckman. A panel of inspectors general who will oversee how agencies disperse $2 trillion of coronavirus spending takes shape. NASA's IG Paul Martin will serve as the vice chair of the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee. DOD's Glenn Fine, who's performing the duties of the Defense Department's IG, was named chairman of the committee on Monday. The spending bill explicitly named nine agency IGs to serve on the board, but another dozen IGs will join the committee to oversee spending. An agency head pushes back hard at its inspector general following a negative report. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has the story. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler calls for IG Sean O'Donnell to rescind a management alert calling for fast action. The IG said EPA staff failed to alert people who live near factories emitting ethylene oxide to the health risks. Wheeler says the IG staff sucker-punched EPA staff with surprise recommendations following a meeting that didn't bring them up. Wheeler says EPA has been working vigorously with the affected communities. 
I'm Tom Temin. The federal government spent about $175 billion last year on improper payments, but agencies aren't taking the steps the Government Accountability Office recommends to track down the root causes of those payments. In a review of six agencies, only the Veterans Affairs Department met all the steps in the Improper Payments Information Act and guidance from the Office of Management and Budget. The Departments of Agriculture and Treasury did not come up with corrective action plans to flag improper payments stemming from the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program or the Earned Income Tax credit. The Pentagon is getting almost universal pushback on its idea to classify its future spending plans. A legislative proposal from DOD for the 2021 Defense Authorization Bill would hide the future year's defense plan, which is an outlay of the next five years of Pentagon spending. DOD says the information gives industry and adversaries a leg up. Leaders of the Senate Appropriations Committee say it's a knock on oversight, though, and industry groups agree that the provision will do more harm than good. VA continues to struggle with securing its networks and systems, though. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. For the Veterans Affairs Department, cybersecurity has been a material weakness for the past 19 years. And a solid two decades is in the cards if the Office of Information and Technology doesn't make some real progress over the next year. This was the warning from VA's Inspector General in the latest Federal Information Security Modernization Act, or FISMA, report. The IG says VA made some real progress by closing three recommendations from last year, but auditors still made 25 recommendations, including the need to fix overall governance around the risk and authorization processes and security control assessments. I'm Jason Miller. Sexual harassment claims among federal employees are up 36% in recent years. The U.S. Commission on Civil Rights is out with a new report detailing sexual harassment in the federal workplace. The commission says claims went up between 2015 and 2018, but these numbers don't properly represent the reality as many incidents go unreported. Many federal employees are not reporting sexual harassment within their agencies because they're afraid of retaliation. The commission says federal employees have fewer protections than their counterparts in the private sector because civil service laws have not evolved with the times. Many agencies say the general schedule is their single biggest obstacle to recruit and retain talent. The Office of Personnel Management spent the past year collecting feedback from agencies on their biggest human capital challenges. Many say the current federal pay system does not give them the flexibility they need to compete with the private sector, especially for in-demand jobs. Agencies are also slowly closing or addressing some skills gaps, but OPM says the progress has been slow. More leadership changes at the Office of Personnel Management. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has the story. The president's pick to lead the Merit Systems Protection Board is taking over a key workforce policy office at the Office of Personnel Management. OPM tapped Dennis Kirk to be the new Associate Director for Employee Services. He'll oversee pay, leave, workforce planning, and diversity and inclusion policy for much of the federal government. Meantime, Kirk's nomination before the MSPB is stalled for nearly two years. OPM also tapped Sarah Ratcliffe to lead HR Solutions. Ratcliffe was the former executive director of the Chief Human Capital Officers Council. I'm Nicola Grisco. The head of the White House's Office of Science and Technology Policy will run a second agency for a limited period. OSTP Director Kelvin Drogemeyer will serve as the acting chief of the National Science Foundation. He'll take over for NSF Director France Cordova, who has since retired. President Trump nominated Sethi Raman Pachanathan in December to serve as the next permanent NSF head, but the Senate has yet to confirm him. 
The Government Accountability Office has denied a bid protest to a $6.5 billion DoD telecommunications contract. General Dynamics Information Technology had challenged the award, which the Defense Information Systems Agency made to Lidos in December. The GSM-02 contract covers a wide variety of IT and cybersecurity services for DoD's networks and runs for the next 10 years. And the General Services Administration is delaying an award to run a three-year pilot of a commercial platform to make it easier for agencies to buy products and services through an online marketplace. The agency says because it has been focusing its personnel on helping agencies respond to the coronavirus pandemic, the commercial platform award will take several months longer. GSA had expected to make an award to test out the online platform concept sometime this spring. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus at our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (laughs) 